Hello, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Kyle. Hello. And Connor. Hello. Hey, fellas, how you doing? What's what's going on today? Don't everybody speak up at once. <laughs> I have nothing to say. It's just another yeah. week of COVID life. What do you expect? It's a pretty innocuous question. You could have it said is, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were both waiting for one of us to say something, and then uh, yeah. the other didn't. You know... The University of Delaware Blue Hens are playing football again, right? Yeah. Like they they shut out Maine. They crushed them. Yeah, they they're they're playing football in the late winter spring, which is kind of weird, but also kind of cool. Yeah, we all love football here on Lopesaw Movies. This is <laughs> oh, one yeah. of our favorite uh, football movies. Um, remember the Titans? That's a football movie. That is. Uh, that's a football movie. <laughs> yep. Remember the one. Football the one, movies. the one, the replacements, the replacements. Oh, yeah. replacements. The replacements. Yeah, that's the that's the one. I, the other one I was thinking of. Are there any others? Football doesn't seem to be like a big movie. The y- the, the longest yard. The longest yard. Yeah, that's the Burt Reynolds one. one and the Adam Sandler one. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that counts as two. That does count yeah, as two. Okay, okay. So baseball is a better sport for movies. I think that's that's a proven fact. Yeah. Okay. You know, you got, okay. Yeah. Classic baseball movies like Field of Dreams. You know, Bull Durham. It's just, it translates better to, to cinema. Bull Durham cannot be the second best baseball movie. <laughs> I mean, it might be. Connor, you, 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 you have some baseball movies, right? You like baseball movies. I do. I like baseball movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good one. The Natural, uh, mm-hmm. For Love Robert of the Redford. Game. Robert Redford, certainly. Uh, for Love of the Game. Um, Moneyball. 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 Love it's money. a good love movie. Moneyball. Moneyball's love Moneyball. Money. Yeah, there's, there's tons. There's tons. Moneyball's a little different than the others because Moneyball's yeah. more like about... I don't know, like this, but behind baseball rather than like that players that are playing the game. It's still baseball. It's still baseball. It still is. It still is. I remember seeing Moneyball with my father, and he said he did not like it at all, and I was very shocked. (laughs) What? He didn't like it at all. I thought you were gonna say that my dad like really liked it as 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 a person who's worked in stats his whole life, and someone who is like because that's what my dad did for so long, and then he just hated it. Like what? So here's the thing, Connor. He loves the stats. But he hates the stories behind stats. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Kyle stories. That his dad hates Moneyball. <laughs> wow, I, I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. I also saw the uh, the film with my father, but he he enjoyed it quite a bit. So two uh, very different experiences of, of seeing Moneyball with their parents. Yeah, and, that movie uh, kind of changed my life. I, I love that movie. Like it changed your life. <laughs> it did kind of like. And if you really think about it, everything nowadays, like my job, most people's jobs, it's all data driven. And they were doing something with this, with data in sports. And now that's done in every single sport. It's done in every single major business. Data is the key to everything. Movies are made with data now. And movies are made with data for better or worse. Mostly worse. There's a video game joke I really want to make, but it's it's not appropriate for for Lopes on movies. Uh, Speaking of movies... We do have a couple of things that we can talk about about recent uh, recent releases and kind of stuff that's going on in the uh, in the movie world. I guess the I don't even know why we're talking about this. The first thing this has just been a big topic on on the internet is uh, Space Jam Two. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. released a uh, I think it released a trailer. I didn't watch it. I don't know. I, I, there is a trailer. LeBron's in it, and you know the the Looney Tunes are back this time. With uh, LeBron instead of Michael Jordan, um, so th- this means nothing to me 
and you know i'm like a like you know later generation millennial right like that's like like sort of like the tail end of the millennial generation Mm -hmm. and apparently like our generation just loves space jam and that's something that just completely passed me by i don't understand that at all um but it's been like a thing for on the internet for a long time people being like insanely nostalgic about space jam and i just never understood it but apparently it's powerful enough to generate a sequel um so i'm curious if you guys have another perspective on that because it's completely bewildering to me yeah i mean kyle and i are a little older than you but like barely but Mm. i guess you just missed this but they were drilling space jam into us as kids and then it became like the this is cool kind of thing like (laughs) i remember if there was like an indoor recess because it rained or something or if it was a teacher was bored or something and they just wanted to pacify the the kids for a while they'd put on like space jam and everybody just universally decided that this is just the greatest thing ever and i never i never really understood that like i wasn't really into it i probably seen it multiple like a ton of times all in school all in school that's crazy but uh yeah and i was i was telling you guys that anyone remembers this where they used to just fill all the kids from all the different classrooms into like the one common area between oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. classrooms. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd wheel out an old CRT TV that's, you know, tiny with horrible sound and they just put on like Space Jam or whatever, something like that. And all of us would just sit there in a darkened room. Just sit on the carpet for like an hour On and the a half. carpet. Hundreds of kids just sitting there. You know what? They... I'm having I'm having flashbacks to the to this happening, and uh, I think I remember watching one of the Babe movies mm, that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I I distinctly remember this because there was a bunch of teachers or whatever that would like that that thought it was really funny that I remembered what the equator is or whatever. Um, it is pretty funny. I mean, it's a very vivid memory for some reason. <laughs> yep. You know, but I, <laughs> I digress. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, apparently they never decided to show our class Space Jam because that you know I, I've never seen it. I th- Bill Murray's in it, isn't he? Yeah, right? he is. Mm-hmm. That, like I, I learned that at some point when I was probably like in high school, and I was like, "What?" For he most is? of my childhood, because I didn't know who Bill Murray was at the time, I thought Bill Murray was Larry Bird in this movie, <laughs> and uh, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Yeah, that's incorrect. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, the other thing was uh, was Newman from Seinfeld. Oh, Wayne that's Knight. right. Oh, is yeah. he really in it? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was in it. Yep. Danny DeVito's in it. They they pretty much got as many people as possible, like that people would would like that are kind of goofy. Yeah. That were big in the '90s in this, and you know Michael Jordan. It, it's it's basically a giant commercial for Michael Jordan is what oh, Space 100%. Jam is, and right. what Space Jam Two is going to be a giant commercial for LeBron. Most I likely. imagine. Not just LeBron, it's also a commercial for, you know, the Warner Brothers intellectual property. Uh, yeah, I have too. a feeling there will be a lot more advertisements in this new movie. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... there were so yeah. many in the original Space I know, Jam. It, it, it's going to be like LeBron, like, drinking a Coke on the sidelines or something uh, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if there's one, like, dumb thing I'm going to plant my flag on for the Space Jam discourse, it's... Uh, expressing disappointment that they're going with 3d animated looney tunes instead of traditionally animated 2D. oh yeah characters. that does suck yeah like <laughs> i mean i have i have no stake in the space jam game i'm not going to see the movie i do not yes you are but i like 2d animation and you know this could have been a nice 
a nice opportunity for some some good high quality 2D animation like I assume is in the original Space Jam. Visually but, yeah, the original Space Jam looks pretty good. Yeah. So Yeah. It's just do? funny that they that they made another Space Jam in a time when like no one cares about Looney Tunes like, like the, 30 are, years later. Yeah. Like yeah, like we were watching reruns of Looney Tunes cuz they played them a lot when we were growing up. So yeah. we had more of a knowledge and like knew all these characters, but they don't yeah. play this anymore like at all. So kids yeah. <laughs> like are just watching it because they might know of Space Jam and now LeBron <laughs> is in it maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't I, know. Yeah, no. This is not and a the movie discourse for are, children. This the is discourse a around for... it, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. movie for like man children is what it is. Aging <laughs> millennials nostalgia. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. So Yeah, I guess we were part of that, but uh you know, they're making another one and the stuff around it is obviously very <laughs> it's just uh, what can you I say? wash my hands of Space Jam discourse from this day forward. I'm moving on with my life. Connor, yeah, okay. how about you tell us a little bit about uh, something, I guess, tangentially related to, you know, cartoons, Looney Tunes, old, old cartoons from back in the day, uh, a yeah, movie speak- that you, you saw a little bit of, right? <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, old, old cartoons that no one who is young nowadays cares about, uh, I watched some of the new Tom and Jerry movie that w- that's that came out right on HBO Max. It's the why Connor? I don't know. Like <laughs> I didn't want. I I knew it would be bad. Um, but it you know I somehow found myself watching it, and uh, it's actually worse than you could possibly imagine. Like it, it's it's pathetic in <laughs> all <shame>. ways, <laughs> and oh, it's like. Shame. <laughs> it's totally something that like i don't think anyone would enjoy children like no one no one the I one thing say, I, there's, there's one thing i enjoyed about the tom and jerry movie which is that it's being kind of touted as like the movie to bring back movie theaters oh yeah because like movie theaters are reopening in like new york around yes. this time and like tom and jerry is like the first big release yep. to to be to be coming out and it's like oh man just, just mm-hmm. close all the movie theaters if this is all you got. Yeah, this is the the death rattle from uh, <laughs> <laughs> of movies. It, it like I was I was laughing like at the movie at some parts because with Michael Pena is in it and he oh, just of course he is. he's just ha- oh yeah I mean if you had to guess who is in this movie I mean Michael Pena he's at the top of the list like obviously Wait, um, he, why why is that obvious because okay. he was also in another horrible movie that I watched which is like a different thing but it's a similar vein that Fantasy Island movie he was also oh, in that yeah, playing yeah, playing yeah. a very similar role which is just like an over the top like person who's just hamming it up in every scene that he's in so he's having a great time oh. just. Let's goofy. just say it though. Michael Pena sucks. Whoa, Kyle, I would not go there. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those actors that I've I've decided arbitrarily I don't like. Like, if I hear Michael Pena's in a movie, I'm like, ah, I'm probably not going to like this. I will say, I don't think I've liked reason. any movies that I've seen him in. I, I I'm sure there's definitely at least one. But from now on, the only thing I can think of when I think of Michael Pena is Collateral Beauty. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yes. He's, yeah, yeah. he's tainted for life. Another another uh, <laughs> regular, but that shows up in these kind of movies, like Tom and Jerry. They're gonna make a movie that's a live action movie with, you know, Tom and Jerry, the old cartoon. Uh, Ken Jeong is uh, is in it. Oh of course. yes. Of course. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, he plays an angry chef in this one. 
Uh, Whatever happened to him? Well, you know, I think people just got (laughs) tired of that. I think he's on like some kind of like America's Got Dancing Ability show or America's Got. I think actually, I think he's on (laughs) The Masked Singer. That's what it is. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, he he had a he had a show, didn't he? Right, yeah. he, he was Doctor Ken or whatever. It was. Well, the thing, that, the thing that's amazing about uh, Ken Jeong is that he's he is a doctor, and yeah. he's like a brilliant, oh. brilliant person. He's a licensed physician. Oh and wow! He just had this like late career, like as an actor, and then he became huge. He was obviously really funny in those Hangover movies that people loved, and then he just kind of kept doing the same thing again and again, using him in that that role. Yep. But he's a brilliant wow. guy. Like that's but, wild. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then. I had no uh, the, idea. Yeah, well, there you go. Now you know something about uh, him. Uh, and the other uh, person who would be perfect for this kind of Tom and Jerry movie is uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember name. seeing her in like a trailer for yeah, uh, yeah. for the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's in it. So she's the one that's kind of like trying to befriend Tom and Jerry. Like, Tom and Jerry, you guys are wrecking the hotel. You need to... <laughs> shape up you know like it almost delivers the lines that way like this mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. this was a weekend for her and you know <laughs> right it, it was it you know they filmed it in new york you know it was uh probably not difficult for anyone to get there they probably all live in new york whatever you know Got well to shoot let, during the day let me let me ask you connor so from what you watched of the tom and jerry movie um does it ever get to like the heights of violence that the original tom and jerry gets to I know. Oh, I already yeah. know. I already know the answer is no because there's an episode of Tom and Jerry where like Tom gets guillotined. Yeah. Um, so that so was so one sh- thing. That, that's exactly one of the things that I'm like was thinking about during like watching it. Like, who? What kid nowadays that that was the audience for Tom and Jerry would want to watch the original Tom and Jerry? So they had to like, they totally brought it down to like mm-hmm. just such silly like nonsense cat chasing mouse stuff but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the old tom and jerry was brutal like the simpsons made bits off with itchy and scratchy where where yeah itchy would kill would kill scratchy in every single episode and the children would just (laughs) in horrifying ways yeah yeah but the kids would just laugh like in like yeah (laughs) yeah it was great but uh like the real tom and jerry like i mean obviously itchy and scratchy is exaggerated but it's really not that far off in terms no it's not yeah so this is it's nothing it's nothing like that yeah oh, so, man. nope it uh it's too bad that's a it's shame. this is a pass pass well that's that's a shame connor I, I was really excited to watch the uh the tom and jerry movie <laughs> on on hbo max but and now i didn't, finish, I will, it. Uh, I didn't finish it by the way but i do know uh i i know how it ends even though i didn't watch the ending and i didn't read up how it ended but i'm sure i know all right we got two more things that we want to get to today so, Connor, you give us your your next thing, and then we'll transition to the last thing, and then we'll okay. be done with this episode. Sounds good. Sounds good. So there's one other thing on HBO Max that I watched pretty recently, and this one I actually thought was kind of good, but I have some things to say about it, and it's the the Tiger Woods documentary. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So I don't know if you know anything about this, but it's kind of interesting, like, I mean crazy coincidence or whatever you however you want to say that that it came out very close around tiger woods's latest accident that uh, that happened which is eerily timed so that's like fresh in your mind and i watched it after that uh but yeah so it's uh it's it's two parts the the first part tiger woods it's it's his rise to prominence as uh someone that everyone knew was going to be great before he ever played around as a professional Mm -hmm. it uh 
it was mostly the first part. It was mostly about his relationship with his father, Earl. And uh, it was very fascinating. So Tiger was basically from when he was an infant, he idolized his father. They had like almost a friendship as, as he got older, um, rather than like a father-son dynamic. Earl did some very questionable things that Tiger saw growing up. And then uh, it really goes into how, how uh, Earl Woods really manufactured Tiger uh, through a lot of very questionable and like borderline and maybe like straight up abusive ways, mm-hmm. like restricting his personal life, toughening him up while 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 they're playing, like hitting his ball or something, or hitting him while while he's like lining Oof. up for a shot or something, or making a lot mm-hmm. of noise like all the time. But then there's you know worse things too. He also controlling his professional appearance uh, in the media, more things than that. There's lots of interviews from like uh, his past girlfriends like when he was growing up uh people that knew him from like their their club when they were going uh yeah it goes into it goes into his career success it goes into his ownage of phil mickelson when uh, oh, that's, right that's right, right from the well, i guess i'm not watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh i know they, they, kyle is a lefty golfer your lefties so, gotta stick together yeah exactly. that's right that's i can't right. watch a movie that you know hates on the great phil <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, that that like part where they going after phil is like <laughs> it almost comes like right out of the, the, the documentary because it's like the whole thing is like very trying to really dig into Tiger's like mental status and why he's doing things the way he are. And then it just like cuts off and it's just like Tiger owned Phil. He was like, he got into Phil's head. <laughs> Phil was like, Tiger hated Phil because he didn't work as hard as him. Like, and it's just like, oh, wow. It's just like such Phil slander. And then like Phil never gets redeemed throughout the rest of the thing. So anybody who's never contacted Phil to have a. No, 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 definitely not. So if, if anyone ever watches this and hasn't known golf, they'll just think that Phil is just some, like some golfer stinks and just like tiger just owned him. He never did anything ever again. Well, that's totally uh, true. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, all right, well, this is not about him, but okay. So then the second part is where it gets a little more dicey, obviously. So, it goes into his first big accident outside of his house, and mm-hmm. which followed like it happened around like Thanksgiving, and followed by his many many affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they have interviews with people. His first mistress was interviewed in this, and she hasn't really spoken much in Ooh. years. Uh, uh, I so the thing is, I didn't really learn anything new from from <laughs> this, and uh, you know, I just because I know a lot about golf, I know a lot about you know we're we're golfers. We're, we're fans of Tiger as the player, at least I am. I don't know about you guys. His, his tenacity, yeah. competitiveness, like his style, he was just like cool. He's cool to watch. Yeah, of course. But like, uh, even with like all those things, there, there's still a few things that I just couldn't get out of my mind after watching it. Uh, the first being that the, that the doc doesn't really shy away f- from Tiger's controversies, but it does it in kind of a way that feels like it's excusing them, mm-hmm. which I think is good to give context for maybe why he acted the way he did or why he was brought up, but he does have more dirt on his hands, I would say, than, mm-hmm. than it lets on, um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. And then the other thing is that I just don't think that the Tiger Woods story is over. And like part of that is like the recent accident and like everything mm-hmm. going on. The, the doc kind of finishes up like around his last major victory, which was obviously very cool that he came back from that, but it just still doesn't mm-hmm. feel like an ending. Like he, you get a sense that he's in a better place, and he's coming back from his, you know, issues with. You know, he he was like pulled over for like he got addicted to pain painkillers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of mystery around Tiger Woods and stuff like that. And then there's also his his son is getting big into golf now, and he looks like he has like a like tremendous potential. So there's mm-hmm. something there too. 
Uh, I, I just can't <laughs> help if, if I think that there's there's more there. So you obviously can't blame the filmmakers for not for you know they they're not going to realize that something huge is going to happen like right after that, which is an yeah. accident that we still don't really know much too much about really i guess like it's just very yeah, a, lot of, a lot of mysteries around uh, yeah, what's the, going the whole, on with tiger the whole right tiger now. would the whole tiger person is interesting but as a doc it just didn't feel like a collective story to me but maybe that's just because i know too much about the story already so it'd be mm-hmm. interesting someone who's who's maybe doesn't know as much about golf or tiger woods or would yeah. watch it how they would get from but then at that point would they even be interested in this like who like you know what i mean so it's good. There's some there's some good things with it. I you know, I I'd, I'd recommend it, I guess, but uh very nice, very nice. Thank you for the recommendation, Kyle. Well, we only have one more thing to talk about in this episode and we're going to we're going to give the floor to Kyle for a bit here cuz uh and this is completely out of nowhere, but it's just <laughs> something that you know he mentioned. We actually have, there. you know, eight more things to talk <laughs> about, Joey. So, you know, yeah, we're going to have to condense this a little bit. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, so uh, Kyle, you you mentioned to me and Connor recently that, mm-hmm. for, semi-recently, you have done a rewatch of the entire Harry Potter film series. Yes, all eight films. So, do you have any insights to give us on on these Harry Potter films? Um... Over half are bad. I guess, I guess I'll start with that. Coming out of the gate uh, strong. I like it. Yeah, so... I don't know. Have you, have you guys seen all of them? Or at least some of them? I, some of them. I, I watched every Harry Potter movie as they were coming out until I saw the sixth one. And I hated it so much that I, like, I, I was turned off from ever watching those movies ever again. Yeah. So, when I was a kid, I was a big Harry Potter kid. Mm-hmm. I watched the first three movies i think mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason you know i was like i was done with harry potter so i didn't care anymore sure and then i, w- I finished the series at some point and i i had no opinion on them they were all kind of weird and now you know 10 years later whatever it is after watching them all i can say my opinion is exactly the same <laughs> the first three movies are all charming you know they have they have they they have their moments it's a nice like mm-hmm. fantasy thing but then like I don't know, I guess there's like a break between three and four and Daniel Radcliffe like grew like six feet. And <laughs> oh yeah. From there it just looks like an adult in like this kid's world doing <laughs> kids stuff. And it kinda like ruins the illusion. Mm. And and then mm. So you know, the fourth the fourth movie is, you know, has has its moment, it's okay. Fifth movie, nothing happens. It's just so I think I, I remember that about the fifth book. So I, I remember yeah. I watched the first four movies. I didn't read the books. I know everybody back then was reading the books. Mm. And I liked the first, I think I remember liking the third Harry Potter movie. Yes. And thinking like, this is a pretty good one. I think that's yes. my favorite yes. one. Everybody likes that one because that was like directed by Alfonso Cuaron. So oh, okay. Like, All right. I, I, I didn't, but at that time I didn't, um, right. I didn't know who the director was at that point when I'm, right. however old I was watching it. I just remember I liked that one. And I liked mm. the first two because, well, at least the first one. I like the music a lot. Oh, yeah. I think the, the music is really... That, the, music's that, that like, the music is Williams iconic. Music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The music is iconic. Um, watch the fourth one. I remember that one felt like it went too fast because there was so much happening in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like an 800-page book into like a two-hour movie. Yeah, right. It just yeah. doesn't work. And everybody who at that point was always telling you like the, fifth, the fourth book is the big one because there's like some tournament and i'm again i am yeah, not yeah. a harry potter person yeah, but this is Tri-Wizard like wizard cup or whatever that's it, was. it. yeah there yeah, you yeah. go 
So that was supposed to be the really good one. So then I start reading the fifth book. I get halfway through and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. They're not at the school yet. It's so boring. Nothing's happening. Like for, a whole, for a whole huge chunk of the book, like Harry's on trial for using magic to like save his family. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. The, the I, fifth I, book slash movie is just like the filler arc of, you know, the Harry Potter movies. A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, I remember it, that. It's just like setting up to future stuff. Like they barely reference stuff that happened in the last movie. But anyway. So then after yeah. that, that movie's kind of boring. The sixth movie is really bad. It's, <laughs> I hated it, it so much. It's honestly one of like the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and part of this could be because one time I got food poisoning when I watched it, but that you know oh. that's, that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> this is not the first. That's not the first time it's happened to you where you get food poisoning and watch a movie. Well, well the the other time that I remember Kyle getting food poisoning was when we watched Collateral Beauty. Yes. <laughs> Somehow like. Somehow, like, my stomach's telling me not to watch these movies, but I, I persevere and I watch them just feeling awful the entire time. <laughs> and then, you know, the last... Honestly, the last two movies, well, whatever, Deathly Hollows, they're not yeah. that bad. But... It's so weird how this was, like, pre, like, cinematic universe mm-hmm. stuff, so it's just, like, they have, like... What is it? There's, like, eight movies and, like, six different directors yeah and it's just i feel like these movies could have been really good if just the same guy was like you know i'm just gonna make all these Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll keep the ideas like throughout each movie but instead they just it feels so disjointed at a certain point and it just yeah stops being like magical and starts just being like confusing yeah there's like it's it's just a mess i remember there being a vibe of just like general like going through the motions like it's yeah yeah there's a lot of that they established some like kind of house style, basically like a TV show. And then like mm-hmm. whatever directors they brought in were pretty much just like, you know, following the playbook to make make the Harry Potter movie the way that, you know, most people would expect it to be yes. made. Right. Whereas like, you know, people love that third one. Again, that's like I'm sure Alfonso Cuaron didn't have as much creative control over that as most one of his not. actual films. But it still has that kind of like oomph to it where yeah, it, yeah. It, it felt mm-hmm. very distinct from the first two which were more like, you know, childlike wonder. The third one had kind of like that, but with a little bit of a more subversive kind of darker edge. So it had like more stuff going for it. And then after that, it was like all of them were kind of doing that, but like the really like, you know, kind of budget version of it, you yeah. know, or it's like a little bit like, less. Like, I like, don't know. like one reason why the Lord of the Rings movies are so successful is because like Peter Jackson, you know, adapted the books into films. Like he, mm-hmm. he knew what he was going to keep, what he was going to change, do all mm-hmm. that stuff. But in the Harry Potter movies, it's like, oh, I guess some in this book this character's a thing. In this book, this character doesn't exist. Yeah, like, it's that's just, right. It's, yeah. it's a big mess. It, it feels like each director was just trying to be like, okay, I'm going to make this how I think it should be, instead of yeah. like a joint effort to make a like a beloved series into movies. Yeah, that is but. interesting actually, because I definitely remember that where like you know there'd be characters that were prominent in like some movies that were just like completely absent in the other ones and it's just because it's like they took each book on a case-by-case basis yeah. <laughs> so like, it kind of got a little wonky i think like one of the side characters like changes their race in one of the movies like <laughs> it's just oh, that, such a that mess that actually sounds familiar yeah yeah there's something wild like that like the, yeah. there's so little like continuity between them it just yeah. it doesn't feel good yeah, well, but there are there are some moments throughout. They're not all awful. It's just yeah, you know, I, I think the the general world of Harry Potter is a pretty like 
like creative and well realized. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's always going to be some good stuff in there, but I don't know. I like got that, that. To me, like Harry Potter is is you know that was a two thousands thing, and now oh, that yeah, we're definitely. we're in the twenty twenties, I I have moved on with my life, and I will not revisit Harry <laughs> Potter. You know, I think I I think that it's perfectly acceptable for for the Harry Potter phenomenon to remain in the two thousands. I and, I don't think Harry it, Potter will be big for future generations. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that was was really big for millennials growing up, and uh, I, I don't think anybody else is really really going to get it. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to try because oh, well, yeah. of course they're going to try. Yeah. And they made a Broadway play sequel. J.K. Rowling is still stirring up all sorts of trouble. <laughs> that she is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What can I say? It's 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 not for me. You know, I've, I've, like, I wash my hands of Harry Potter. I'm washing my hands a lot today. Of, yeah, uh, so much, so much hand washing today. Which Very is clean. good because we yeah, are clean still. Hands. It is still a pandemic. You should, uh, you should wash your hands. It's true. It's very true. At, yes. At all times. Remember and, to wear uh, a mask. You know, be, be yep, good. Follow the rules. Yes. Um, yep. And all that yep. stuff. And yep. uh, all right, everybody. Uh, you have a good morning. We'll see you next time. <laughs>